It's the O, the Z, the Oz, that's me, Brooklyn, Brownsville, Urban View, you know we do, The Prospectives, today's topic, Brooklyn, Brownsville, Conversations, Clipped Interviews, we got Iron, Mike, Tyson, and Carl Kenai, the urban fashion extraordinaire. So let's drop it and listen to these gentlemen chop it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Back again, back again. So glad to be here, my friend. Our topic today, Brooklyn Brownsville Conversations, uh, clipped interview with Mike Tyson and Carl Kanai, two Brownsville veterans. Believe that. You know, getting it in, you know, hey, and, and making it happen. Lovely thing, man, you know. Two people from Brooklyn representing to the fullest, man, you know, uh, making the good productive citizens of themselves, you know, you know, not coming from like all the best childhood situations, but you know, Hey, they've done, you know, what they, what they can do. And, and, and they've made it do. That's right. It's, it's worked very well for them, you know? So, uh, with that being said, you know, Brooklyn Brownsville conversations, are they negative or positive? Now coming from Brooklyn and Brown, Brownsville per se, you know, we all have our negative stories about the Ville, I'm sure. You know, those of you who know New York City or per se, you know what time it is in the Ville. You know, the same never ran, never will. True to life. That's right. And uh, trust me, if you can't go with the hands or, or you can't defend yourself, you know, you better be uh, light on the feet and, and, and heavy on flight, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Because, like I said, you know, the neighborhoods are very, very rough. You know, the, they will push you to the limits. But like it says, you know, the, that never deterred, you know, the truce uh, soldiers, you know, hey, that they made it out of there, you know. And these two gentlemen, uh, they did just that. Believe that, you know. And like it says, it's a credit to them because uh, they've done so much, you know, uh, Carl and I with the urban fashion, you know, uh, you know, his hip-hop year was some of the founders uh, back in the the, the, early, the the 80s and the 90s. And prior to that, you know, we had Dapper Dan and stuff like that. So, you know, he was a very influential to uh, the culture. Mike Tyson, we already know. The baddest man on the planet. Believe that. Heavyweight champ, man, straight from the gut. Brownsville, always representing to the fullest, man. We love you for that, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, he, he made his mark in boxing by being one of the most feared and feared and the most lethal heavyweight boxers in you in history, in world history. Capturing all three, four belts. That's right, you know. I mean, hey, he he he, he took the uh the the torch and uh, he carried it very nicely, you know, even though he had some rough ends, you know, uh during the, you know, a latter part of his career, but you know, Mike is still revered, you know, and sometimes he's, he's still fit, and you know, um, he, he's made a name for himself, you know. So, um, uh, we give him a lot of credit for that. So, with that being said, you know, 
Let, let's see if we can move into our interview uh, because I think you're really going to enjoy this because, uh, you know, these two gentlemen, you know, they are <laughs> uh, very entertaining, to say the least. Very, very entertaining. And I really want uh, everybody to, to get a gist of, you know, what's going on with them and uh, enjoy the interview. All right. I am Mike Tyson and uh, Carl Kanai. You feel like there's something inside of you that inspires you on your mission through life, like from the time you were a little kid. Was there, a, you know, a voice within you that, you know, was pushing you, urging you onto this path? Yeah, I think so. I felt like I always wanted to do better. And my father, he came to the United States, opened up his own business within a year, then sent for me, my mother, and my sister. He always drove fancy cars, Cadillacs. He hung out at this little bar on Utica called Salt and Pepper. But he always wanted the best things. He left my mom's and my sister and left us in the projects when I was 12 years old, just left. Wait, in East New York? East New York, yeah. He just left us and moved with some other woman down in Florida. And I think that was the best thing that ever happened in my life. Because with him there, I couldn't be a man. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't, grow, I couldn't grow to be who I was. He'd be too controlling. You know what I'm saying? So without him there, my mother just let me do what I had to do. So I ran the streets. I did what I had to do. But the key was my mother kept me in Catholic school. Even though we lived in the project, she worked hard to keep me and my sister in Catholic school for eight years. So I was able to see things slightly different than everybody else that I grew up with. I was able to hang out with white kids, Chinese kids, Indian kids. Just saw life a little bit differently and hung out with them. So that strive to yearn to be successful came from my mom. She was a registered nurse. For 18 years, Brooklyn Jewish Hospital worked the night shift just to send me and my sister to school. So I had to make it. And she gave me a choice when I graduated from high school. She said, either gonna go to college and get a job, you're not gonna stay home. And that's what made me take the clothing thing serious and come out to LA and start to make this thing happen. And then in terms of business, when I look at things, I'd be like, the little things we go through in business, having to deal with another company or deal with a manufacturer, that's nothing compared to what you gotta deal with in the streets. So if you can't figure this one out, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And nothing's given to us. Every day we wake up on the same grind every day, all day. Because it's fun. It's all mental. Yeah. And that's, um, once you're you from Brooklyn, you know, as a young kid hustling in the street, if there comes a time you come to an age and you say, I want to get out of here. I don't want to live here no more. I don't want to raise my kids. You get conscious. You see, you see in Toby, you say, what? Black people can live places where motherfuckers when you come out the door they're not gonna snatch your chain and put a gun in your face when, when you're with your wife and your kids. You know, you don't have to worry about somebody killing your kids tonight. When you hear the gunfire, is that my kid looking out the door? Looking out the window? We didn't have phones back then so you don't know if they got shot or not. I don't know. You know what's crazy too? Like, you don't know. If you grew up in Brooklyn and you deal with this every day, you don't know it any other life but that until you move somewhere else and see a life it could be different otherwise you think that it's just your reality for everybody especially nowadays they have social media so now people can see back in the days we had none of that yeah. you, the only thing you saw is what you saw <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. you know what can I tell you I was looking at, I look at um, I love YouTube now so on YouTube I could, I could go Brownville hoods and I could look at the hoods in Brownville and see all my neighborhoods and see and I see people having interviews about just Brownville how Disgusting it is how bad they want to move out of there, and how many killings and robberies and everything, and rapes and everything happened there. 
And I'm just saying, when I'm looking at these people, I said, this is my neighborhood. I see these people are animals and this and that, how they eat. And the cops always fucking abusing them and fighting with them. They're dropping fucking from a 20-foot story project. They throw them um, fucking stoves and refrigerators on top of cops' heads and cars and shit. This is crazy. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. This is fucking crazy, man. So I'm saying to myself, I'm looking at this, this is my neighborhood. And still is it crazy. I said, God, I want to be there so bad. I can't be there without some stupid fucking shit happen, but I want to be there so bad. I said, feel the energy. Yeah. I never do it again. Yeah. I have to kill a motherfucker. Quick. Why do you want to be there, Mike? Because that's who I am. But I'm not that way anymore, but it's still who I am. And I want to understand why was I that way? Can I, I want to observe that. I want to see me before, you know what I mean? Now that I'm not mean, I want to see that person. I want to be my kids. I want my kids to talk to that person. You know what I said? That's your father. Without a big fancy name and big fancy clothes and cars. That's your father right there. You're afraid of him? That's your father. How can you be afraid to say hi to him? And my kid's like, fuck no, I don't want to talk to him. You know? I said, man, you shouldn't be like that. That's your father. That's just how I felt to your father. Nobody wanted to talk to him either. They have no uh, no inclination. You know, there's just no way they could fathom living there, being from there. Yeah. People screaming and cursing at their father and their mother right in front of their face, saying bad, crazy shit to them. Or the cops beating up your mother or your father right in front of you. You can't do shit. You know, I have my kid, my son is 22, and I try to tell him stories about how we grew up. They look at us like we're yeah. fucking a clown. Yes. <laughs> they like, say, please. Yeah, daddy. Yeah, please. Yeah, daddy. Yeah, okay, dad. Sometimes I wish I could just drop him off in the projects for a month. Yeah, dad, you're going to throw me off the roof, dad. Okay, dad. Thank you. I'm going to get thrown off the roof, dad. Yeah, dad. Somebody's going to shoot me for no reason, dad. <laughs> Just because I'm from this neighborhood, somebody's gonna shoot me because I'm from this neighborhood. This neighborhood never did nothing to that neighborhood. How do you go to shoot? That don't make sense, Dad. <laughs> they don't get it. It's the truth. How do you guys make sense of that? It goes like this. I don't know how cause perception is, but this is how I go from my world. I'm Browns in New York, right? This is the real, right? There's people in Brownsville, you know, you be nice to them. There's some people in Brownsville, they have the biggest family and they're mean and they know that they have the biggest family and they all have different personalities. Even though some of the family members don't get along, if it's enough to get into the fight, the whole fucking building's coming out on the side. Even though they don't like him, they know he's a no good motherfucker. So we know, be nice to this family. Be nice to you. Avoid people who can crush you and try to be cool with them. Just like we live now with corporations. Don't get this corporation mad at you. Be nice with them. Don't fuck with the fucking Rockefellers. Be nice to the Rothschild. That kind of stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the same way in the same way in the hood. Be nice to this family. Be nice to these guys. Sometimes when these niggas gonna take your shit, they gotta give it up to them. Take a loss. It's okay. <laughs> give it up to them. It they, will, they will fuck you and hope they start to like you. Because sometimes it's crazy. Sometimes this guy been robbing me all the time and then somebody else is robbing me and then he takes up for you. And he <laughs> likes you all of a sudden. This is just... He protects you. Listen, this is... I, you don't know how these motherfuckers think. You don't know if this guy's going to kill you today or going to kill somebody for you today. It's just crazy, man. You talk about dealing with some people who are real psychopaths. And they're cool with you and you hang out with them every day, but they all fuck what they can do to another human being that's just unfucking fathomable. Yeah. So that's the where we come from. You know, like yeah. when all these guys come out of jail from doing these 25 years, these 30 years, and they're fucking mad, they send them right to our neighborhood. They don't send them no fucking, they send them, you think, we, you think we're not scared of them? 
Let's get them too. We don't want them in our fucking community, but we're too afraid to tell them to get the fuck out. You guys are savage and vicious and mean people, man. It's no option. You just gotta deal with it. Yeah. When you're asking us how the perception is, it's like. We know how to be nice to people. Black people know how to be real nice to people. <laughs> We've been ter- terrorized a lot in our own community. We know how to be nice to people. We don't wanna get fucked up. <laughs> we don't wanna be fucked up. We wanna get the fuck away. We don't wanna go back. That's the main thing. You lose a fight, you lose your money. The first thing is, am I gotta go back to Brownville? I gotta go back and live in that fucking project after all this major success. So I gotta go back in that fucking project and open that fucking door and come out in that courtyard and see these motherfuckers. Hey, what are you back, huh? Oh, nigga. <laughs> you know, that scares me, actually. Oh, nigga. You could die of a heart attack, motherfucker. It's <laughs> a scary thought. <laughs> oh, these mad These motherfuckers probably ransack the fucking apartment As soon as you get in and ram What the fuck you got Whatever shit you got, nigga Give me your tattoos, motherfucker Let's get fucking skin you Yeah, I'm serious though I'm making fun of them skin no, I, yeah, I understand No, I remember I, understand. Uh, I remember dudes used to rob you for your gold teeth Oh, yeah you got a gold tooth, they'll punch that shit out your mouth. Nigga. Tooth sneak- can't even fit their mouth. They're going to figure out how to fit, make that shit figure it out. Your sneakers. I remember them taking my sneakers. <laughs> Take my fucking sneakers. <laughs> Straight up. And, um, listen, can I tell you something? You're so fucking filled, filled with fear, you can't even think. If the thought of fighting back doesn't even pass, goes through your mind, you feel like a fucking sheep in fucking hell. Like you're so fucking afraid, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then next thing you know, you meet, you, meet, you meet a guy, right, in school or something. He's a normal guy. He's like you. He's a nice guy. But his brother's one of those guys. So now you're a cool guy. And you start hanging out with the brother. Brother see you with his brother, and they come to rob people. His brother's not dead, but they see you. Normally they rob you. Hey, let him go. He's my brother. Him, my brother hangs out. Then you start hanging out with you, and then you come like, become like dumb. Now you're the bully. Mm. And that's how it goes. Because you were accepted in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Carl, I was born in New York City, too, and I yeah, lived South in Brooklyn, was, um, uh, Park, Park Slope. Slope. I went to school there for a little bit. PS 107, man. I went to John Jay. Oh, oh amazing. On 7th Ave? Yeah. Yeah. But I remember as a little kid seeing the sneakers thrown up on the electrical wires. Yeah. And that was so ominous and scary to me as a little kid, seeing that. Because I didn't know what that meant. It looked like somebody... It means somebody got a new pair of sneakers. Is that all it means? Yeah, and they threw the old ones out there. <laughs> <laughs> that used to scare me. I used to think that oh, was someone got killed. With, no, somebody is going to dish you and take your sneakers and throw right. it. Make it like your day miserable. Right. Or that. Yeah, too. Yeah. That's, just a, that's what it was like. There's some mean-ass fucking kids. Yeah, a lot of mean kids. Mean fucking kids. Yeah. Kids are pretty fucking mean. And if you, if you continue to let them push you, they actually kill you. If you let them. Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Carl, where do you think we come from? That's interesting, huh? Like whatever, the very first... Whatever we come from. Your very come first from ancestor, your most ancient ancestor, thousands and thousands of years the ago. The first man that had you in his sack. The first man, not your first... The first man that ever existed with your blood. With your DNA. Who do I think he is? And where I think he comes from? Sure, yeah. Have you ever thought about that? You know, when I grew up in Brooklyn, we, we got knowledge of self when I was like 11 years old. My name was Naquan Barshawn, 
God Allah. Were you five percenter? I was a five percenter too. Five yeah. Prince Love. That's your attribute. Yeah. So, so we have to study these lessons that tells you about the black man and our essence, supreme being. Interesting. And you couldn't come outside unless you knew your lessons. You get fucked up. Get fucked up. Today's equality. You have to explain equality. <laughs> wow. The origin of equality. Oh, that yeah. fucking dog. Yeah. You don't know that you fucked it. up. <laughs> Tell me. This is amazing. So I remember the king is he who sits he who sits on the throne of power and rules wisely and justly. That's what king meant. And each date had a different mathematics, and you had to say what the date was and what it all being born to. And that's in a circle, and everybody's saying it. It's coming up the top here. It's not as it's not as um, short as he's explaining. It's long. It's long, it's, very he's long. Talking long. He's there fucking talking for thirty minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. Thirty minutes. Now the next guy turn and talk about yeah. his 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 fucking his day, name and yeah. it has to be what it means and what how it equates with today's mathematics. Oh, like, oh, that's a mind-boggling <laughs> Wow. And you're a young kid. You're a young you know kid. You got to know it. You got to know it. You know it. You don't got... If that was your protect... If, you see, if you're down with the, the 5% is... You can you, see you, 40 of them coming ahead of you. You can be prote- you're protected. Yeah. You're protected in, in all different neighborhoods of Brooklyn. You're good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what we wanted with protection. We yeah. just want to get ripped off and yeah. robbed and yeah. look be humiliated in front of our family, in front of our friends, our girlfriends. That's all people wanted in Brooklyn. Yeah. I remember my mom used to find my lessons because my mother used to go to Baptist church, had me in Catholic school, and here I am with some 5% of the nation of Islam paperwork. She used to take it and throw them away. She used to find the papers, throw the papers away, I used to get another copy of it. She used to, oh, I had to study fuck. it. Because yeah. you knew that it would be beneficial for you. Absolutely. You better know that. Man. Yeah, that's real. So when you ask me Supreme Being, man, I think the Supreme Being is just a spirit, man. Mm. And we're all being born from that. And I do believe that we originated in Africa. Mm. I do believe that. I believe all black people originated in Africa and started to descend throughout. I don't believe world. that. You don't believe that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't believe that. You know why? Tell me. So how do you think we make the different races? Wow. Well, let me tell you this. That interview is dynamic. The perspectives from both of those two men, dynamite. But let's take it on. Does where you live make you who you are? Well, for these two men, I believe it was the foundation that made them, you know, give back to the nation. As they said, you know, a few of them, you know, became five percenters. Five percenters were very, very affluent in the 70s, you know. Rooted and founded by Clarence 13X, former Nation of Islam brother. Came out and gave the youth something to be proud of. Upstanding, uplifting about it. A nation five percent. Oblivious to that 85% that was deaf, dumb, and blind. They were bright, intelligent, sharp, articulate. They were black. They were men. Proud men. And 
in the days you stepped in the cipher, as they say, you had to have the knowledge. When you got in the center, you had to kick it. <laughs> it was detrimental to the nation. If you went up to 125th Street to the temple, you know they kicked signs in a cipher up there. I remember one time when they came through Howard House's projects off that hill. It must have been at least about 2,000 young brothers wearing that flag, sun, moon, and star, and that's seven, ready to go to war mentally with the knowledge that they obtained about their black manhood. They understood that they were important to this earth. They were the gods of this earth. And the wisdom was the woman respected of this earth. That's right. And the seed was the sun. Now is that. And like I said, many, many stories of Brooklyn Brownsville. All day, baby. The violence, as you can see, and as you've heard, it can be, get real gritty, real shitty. But you had to be strong to carry on. Never shook, <laughs> never shaken. It's a Brownsville thing. Never ran, never will. Brownsville. All day, baby. Stand up. Most deaf. So, let's take it in. What conversations do you have on Brooklyn, Brownsville? Are they positive or negative? Has it strengthened you for success or failure? Process that. Process it. Brownsville, Brooklyn can take you many different directions. The strength in your character are the roots your courage and your badge of honor <laughs> well they speak for itself coming out a lot of people don't want to go back Mike said it, he dreaded that but maybe that inspired him to never lose never give up never back down there's only one choice huh. win or go home Get down or lay down. But remember, if you lay down, you stay down. Not an option. I'm Mike, baddest man on the planet. Carl Knai. Urban fashion extraordinaire. Setting trends for other ones to follow. Sean John, rock away. Foo boo. Cross colors. State property. And many, many more. Pioneers. In every sense of the word. So proud to have them. Title Brooklynites. Sit. Veterans, baby. Brooklyn. Brownsville. Veterans. Earned their stripes. 
That's right. Love you, man. Love you. Never forget you. Always remember the choices you make today decide the future you may have tomorrow. Stand strong. Ground underneath your feet. The wind up against your back. And be ready to snatch collars if need be to get it. No Browns will do. We go hard, or you got to go home. I like to say, nobody wants to go home once you've gotten out there. You just want to go, go, and go. No diggity, or no doubt. So, with that being said, I just like to say, Hey, it's the O, the Z, the Oz, that's me, Brooklyn, Brownsville, Urban View, you know what we do, the perspectives, stay strong, stay black, And always, always pay close attention. We out.